We are back, and welcome to the new studio. It took a lot longer than I expected to get settled in here, but we are officially back. There will be a new podcast every other Wednesday, 12 p.m. California time for YouTube, and 12 a.m. California time for all audio platforms. So tune in every two weeks on Wednesday for a new episode. Our guest today is Ashley Evans-Smith. She is a mixed martial artist and fights in the UFC, the biggest fight promotion on the planet today. She is also a podcast host, and I personally recommend her episode with our bass player, Dan. So go check it out and give it a listen. If you want to support the Garza podcast, please check out our sponsors in the description. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. If you're an artist, musician, and want to get your music up on platforms such as iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and even social media like TikTok, Instagram stories, you know what's up. DistroKid can do that. Just sign up today and get 30% off. Head over to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash Garza to get 30% off. Check it out. We are also brought to you by EMG Pickups. I personally use the 817 here in the bridge and the 67 in the neck. It gives me that over-the-top, heavy, exaggerated sound that I love and need in my life. Head on over to emgpickups.com and check out their wide variety of sick gear. I hope you enjoy this chat. Please welcome Ashley Evans-Smith. I was driving up here, and I was listening to your podcast with Dan Kenny. Oh. It was a very pleasant drive. <laughs> it, it, was, it was awesome. Did you like it? I, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, what got you in, into podcasting? Oh, man. Uh, so originally, the idea had come to me a few months before the pandemic, yeah. and my background, besides fighting, is in journalism. I've got my degree in mass communications, and Great. when I was in college, 2000. Five to 2009, I'm very old now, <laughs> I was studying media and different things. I was editor of my newspaper. Um, but I just, you know, when you do media studies, you get a little bit of everything. You get a little bit of radio, a little bit of broadcast. And I ended up going the print route, but I always liked interviewing people. And I love doing the research and uh, then podcasting. You know, fast forward, I start fighting and, you know, uh, things go well for me. And then I yeah. get injured. And I realized that in this downtime, I could create a podcast to keep me busy because 2020 was full of people not having anything to do or, yeah. you know, it was kind of like a sink or swim time, right? Yeah. You know, you're either going to wallow in your sorrow. People got laid off from jobs. People, you couldn't fight if you were a fighter like myself. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely wallowed for a little while, especially because I was injured as well. But uh, with the encouragement of some people around me, my partner, my boyfriend, they said, do it. I gave them, you know, I told them the idea that I had. I said, I would be the host and I would interview people, fighters mainly, combat sports athletes, um, about 
but not not about their their actual job. It would be more of their love life, and it's a different idea. It's not you know some people were like uh, I don't know, and the way that I described it was a mixture between Joe Rogan and Howard Stern. And then people would go, oh, okay, I, I see, you know? And so when I told people about this idea, everyone was excited about it, like jazz. They were like, I would listen to that. And I was real scared. And after a few months of the pandemic, I just had to pull the trigger because I had no more excuses. I had plenty of time. Um, it was gonna, injured. I was injured. It yeah. was going to be free. You know, what a great thing about podcasting. You can choose to do it the free route or you can invest lots oh, wow. and lots of money, right? Yeah, you know, like you, it just, it depends... You know, you don't need anything besides, you know, yourself and, and maybe even not even a mic. Sometimes you can use your laptop. What, that's the great thing about podcasting. Yeah. So I ran out of excuses. Everyone was giving me good feedback on the idea. And uh, and I did it. And I pulled the trigger. I think it was like a year and a half ago. Year and a half ago. Yeah. Wow. And, and getting through, you got through that first year, which is, I think, the toughest. Yeah, I think, uh, so the term pod fade refers to how podcasts basically fade out, right? Yeah. And there's millions and millions of podcasts now. But yeah. uh, after seven episodes is when statistically pod fade happens. And seven? So, seven, just seven. Are you serious? There's a lot, a lot of podcasts that are in the directory, right? And, you know. There's different ways to uh, get these stats, Google, Apple, all that. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, because think about back in 2009, how many podcasts were there versus now? And so there's a lot of in the directory, but some only have a few episodes. Some people tried it out and then they bounced, right? Whoa. <laughs> so uh, pod fade is, is something that happens after uh, seven episodes. It can happen anytime, but that's usually around the make or break time. So at first I just gave myself a goal. I was like, just don't. Don't be that pod fade. Don't <laughs> don't ha have more than seven episodes. That's a great goal. Yeah, and I did that, and then it started going well, and I just I knew I didn't want to be a quitter. There were so many times where, you know, I would book a guest and they would cancel, or I felt stressed out because some kind of technical situation. As we talked about earlier, I'm not the yeah. best at cameras and the microphones and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I kept with it, and I'm I'm really happy because, like I was telling you earlier, I've got a few sponsors. So I'm instead of um, you know investing money and not seeing a return, I, I'm at least breaking even right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you you try to get to that next level, you know there is you know as you said, that's a few expenses, and then you're just trying not to hemorrhage. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's a whole nother level for me, and that's the video aspect. Because mm -hmm. right now, I do feel like we're killing it. On we're on Spotify, iTunes, all podcast platforms, and the audio quality is great. I've got my audio engineer, DJ Zol. Shout out, shout <laughs> out. Um, I love him. We've been working together for a year and a half, and. You know, if I fuck up, he goes in, boop, 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 edits it out. If a guest changes their mind later and calls and says, hey, you know, that part where I talk about my ex-girlfriend, please take that out. Oh, wow. Which happens, it happens because, it's, you know, yeah. it's a different kind of podcast. So yeah. um, I've been really lucky to, to have Zol, but the next step for me in elevating the podcast would be video. We have a little clips right now, but we don't have anywhere near the setup that you have here. So that's something that I eventually want to get to. I, I think that'd be really great for you to get into the U, the YouTube space and get yeah. into like video. Yeah, we. I started the YouTube channel. I actually jumped the gun great. a little bit. I created it before I had the video and the whole setup re yeah. ready. But yeah. so I have the YouTube if you go there and it's ready to go. But I think it's, you know, do I want to invest more money in 
cameras and editing and that kind of stuff. And, and I yeah. do, it's just finding the right time. We're, yeah. we're living in a crazy world, you know, yeah. financial stuff. I'm, you know, I'm a fighter. So, yep. you know, I'm not, I'm injured. So I'm not fighting. So I'm not bringing in money. It's like, well, yeah. how do I want to spend my, my shekels, you know, my few yeah. shekels that I have right yep. now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, great news about the uh, video is idiots like me can figure it out. And that, <laughs> and that, and that's, what's fascinating about uh, technology. You could buy uh, cameras that are high quality, affordable, and are very user friendly. Yeah, and it's, it's huge. Like you could like you know these cameras are very get out of the box, turn them on, put it there, it's done. Yeah, they they have like this crazy like they have the auto focus and the auto lighting and like if if you just turn it on, it's really fucking cool. Like <laughs> we we have access to this technology that's very affordable, and you could start like a, you know a YouTube channel and put up like high quality pro video for like practically under a grand yeah. and, and the, uh, the game has changed like you know anyone has access to to this this gear mm -hmm. you know i think i i just need to figure out i have camera and because we shoot little clips i actually record Great. the whole interview and then i send it to an editor in amsterdam shout out to nick cory in amsterdam wow. <laughs> yeah he has his own podcast it's called uh in the booth and uh, cool. his production company is called air media productions i yeah. just found him because I, I think he was just a fan of either my podcast or my fighting just at huh. the mma community we yeah. got i got really lucky and um I'm sure you've experienced the same same thing where someone may be a fan of suicide or Chris Garza and mm. they end up helping you with something like your podcast and you're like, ah, oh, life it's is special. beautiful. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so now I, I basically record the full episode and then I send that to Nick in Amsterdam. He cuts it up and makes these little clips. So I have clips. I just don't have the full video up for YouTube. Yeah. Um, but I know that if I just pull the trigger and start learning, invest in a new camera, learn that camera I could do it but I think I've just been lazy a little bit because I'm having a lot of success with the audio yeah and you know there's just the growing pains right I'm probably going to totally. do a couple of videos and you're like I can't really hear it good or the next video it's like sure oh, the lighting sucks or something like that but yeah it's good no it's good that you already have the right mindset you don't want to kind of stay in this current success you gotta be like once you get a little bit of success like okay it's cool it's weird like you can't even enjoy it sometimes and, and, and we were talking earlier how like we don't, it's really hard because we're always inside ourselves to kind of realize how far we've come in our current, like whatever we're, like we're doing, learning any kind of skill or starting a new career. It's really hard for us to like really see where like how far we come, mm -hmm. you know? And then when we see that, you, you can't really even enjoy. It's like it's time to take like the next step. Yeah. You know? But yeah. So it, at least, at least you're there. And that's, I think what we're, we're lucky is we have a, uh, we have a significant other that could give us a fresh perspective. Hey, look, like, look what, look what you're doing. Help you when you're burnt out, which happens, mm -hmm. um, and kind of help you get to that next uh, level and step. Yeah, you, know? I, you and I talked earlier off off camera, off microphone, and I admitted I wanted to quit at least four or five times. Oh yeah, at least. <laughs> I, I think I was probably really only serious one time. You know, so I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. And you're like, in the back of your head, you're like, I'm gonna do this. But one yeah. time, I was like, that's it. Like, I'm spending too much of my time, too much of my money. Like, I don't see a return yet. Yeah. And it was really only my partner being like, look, I will not let you quit because I see the value in what you're doing. You may not see it but wow. i'm not gonna let you quit on yourself and i'm just like 
Wow. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> you know? So I'm lucky to have that person. I think you have that person as well in CC. And um, yeah. yeah, we're just grateful. And, and look, I have a whole podcast about that. I love talking about relationships and love and romance yeah. and, and the amazing things that happen in your life when you find the right person. And sometimes mm-hmm. some crazy things happen when you find someone who's not exactly right for you, but you learn lessons along the way too. I hate saying like, oh, uh, I regret that relationship or regret that because I don't. I think that each relationship that we have uh, makes us a better person along the way. Absolutely. If anything, they they teaches you what you don't want in the next relationship. Oh yeah, bare minimum. <laughs> uh, and uh, if, if we're smart enough, we we learn from those mistakes. Yes, you know? yes, and, and yes. That, those are hard looks in the mirror. Yeah. You know, say, oh man, I, I did that. I I messed up. And uh, you'll be surprised how many people don't look at like look at themselves when a relationship ends, and mm-hmm. that's the worst thing you you can do. Yeah. Because then you don't know how to improve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's why I really love podcasts about relationships and love and romance and dating because sometimes it's hard to be introspective. But if you're listening to a podcast where two other people are talking or three other people and you sometimes you relate to it and then you yeah. start thinking about yourself and you go, oh, a little light bulb goes off. You're like, I'm just like that. Yeah. And I, there's been so many times um, the antithesis of my podcast is a podcast called Guys We Fucked. And yeah. it's basically two female comedians who started the podcast talking about guys they fucked. But now yeah. they interview other comedians and they talk about the same things I do, but in a different yeah. perspective, right? They're um, two single female comedians in New York. I'm a female mixed martial artist in a loving relationship who interviews combat sports athletes. So similar, but also very fucking different, right? And so um, I just found myself having these light bulb moments and relating and, and, and being educated and learning. And I'm like, yeah, I, I want to be a part of this. I didn't know if I could ever be as good at as it, as these women are, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least, at least you're trying. Yeah, I'm trying. You know? <laughs> and uh, which, which you're part of learning, like what, what makes you stand out is, is you. Yeah. And, you and that's hard for me because I, I think, um, I tend to be a little self-deprecating sometimes and like my mm-hmm. own biggest critic, very hard yeah. on myself. Yeah. And um, so in, in my podcast, there's like a format, or I'm not sorry, a format, but like a structure, you know, I'll mm-hmm. in, introduce, you know, the, the show. And then mm-hmm. before I do the interview, I'll, I call it the Ash update, where it's like, yeah. this is what's going on with me. And I wasn't sure if I should include that because you know, I'm a little low self-esteem sometimes. I'm like, ah, nobody wants to hear about what I'm doing. And then along the way, I would get this feedback from the listeners and they would be like, could you please tell us, talk more about you, talk more about your recovery, talk more about uh, your love situation and in experiences that you've had. Yeah. I'm like, oh, people do want to hear about my life. And, and you're yeah. right. You're very, very correct in that sense that like what brings people to your podcast is you. Yeah. It's Chris Garza, you know, mm-hmm. it's your opinions, it's your outlooks. And so, you know, yeah, I may have a cool guest, but essentially it's my spin on things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like you don't know who's listening. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know if you're going to say something that's going to resonate with like with somebody else. It's like, it's like, uh, which I figure out, it's like music or it's like you watching, I mean, you're in fighting, but it's like, you know, watching someone fight in the in the process of being just trying to be entertained sometimes some shit will stick with you and then just makes you think about your own life if you're watching a fight and then someone wins and just makes you think about Mm -hmm. your your life where you're Mm -hmm. listening to a song you love it and it just hits you a certain way oh my gosh 
or uh, or podcast if they if they're talking about something. It could even be off subject, but for some reason it'll just yeah bring something out. Yeah, it's I, crazy. I I just realized that. Um, so I know you've had this where you're listening to a song and it like invoked a really strong emotional response in you, whether yeah. it was just fucking like you're getting pumped up for a workout, like that song invoked that energy or yeah. uh, it made you reminisce about a memory, it made you sad or nostalgic. Oh yeah. And I just realized, holy shit, you do that all the time for people. People listen to your music and you invoke those emotions in people. I don't know if I'm really invoking, when, when people watch me fight, I don't know if someone's getting nostalgic and mushy or feeling that sad feeling but i guarantee there's somebody listening to your music and feeling all sorts of emotions and i that's such a cool thing i love that because you know me like i'm a big music yeah. lover i always joke around i'm like if i wasn't an mma fighter i'd be a rock star <laughs> 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 even though i can't sing or play any instruments <laughs> no well i mean what how, how how much more badass can you get when you you're in a ring fighting there's people around you and they're screaming it's amazing. How it, how insane is that? I know you understand the feeling because I know you've been on stage just surrounded by people screaming and because of you and your bandmates they're they're there for you. And and so it's a surreal feeling, you know, like so many times in my life I wake up and I'm like this is my life. I'm this lucky. I get to live like what did I do to get this lucky to live this life? But then I have to yeah. remind myself, bitch, you bled, sweat, cried many, many days and nights. So I, I worked hard to get here, but it is surreal sometimes. It is. Yeah, you, you you forget about all the hard work you put in. And you were you were wrestling all throughout high school, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was just a little tomboy on a boys' high school wrestling team. I uh, was so shitty at first, and then I stuck with it. And I'm so grateful that I did. No one taught me tenacity and hard work I just you know came from um not much and I don't know how or why but I stuck with it so fucking thankful because got a scholarship to go to college wrestled all wow. through college became a four-time all-american wrestler and then I call it my fat year where I just bartended and I got up to like 170 and not a solid 170 like a fluffy 170 and yeah. I got so lucky I was bartending and a former like OG UFC fighter. He was from UFC like two and three. We're like on wow. 267 or something like that. Yeah. So like, you know, back in the 90s when there's no time limits and you can wear wrestling shoes in there and one guy had one glove, you know, like Whoa. back in the day. And I ran into this guy and he basically was like, oh, you're a wrestler. I opened an MMA gym. You should come give it a try. And my whole life changed. And yeah, I just, I stuck with it. And here I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was that uh was that one of your first times hearing the term MMA? Yes, it was. Literally I I asked him. I was like, "What's MMA?" And he's like, "It's like wrestling but with boxing." And I I had seen boxing, girl huh. boxers, and I thought to myself like, "Oh, that's another tough, strong female sport, boxing, you know, women's yeah. wrestling, women's boxing. I, I could do that. So I, you know, visualized, you know, kind of fantasized about being a boxer. Like, it's just cool. And I've always yeah. gotten to a lot of 
street fights in like the mosh pits and stuff like that in the punk rock scene in Northern yeah. California. Like you're moshing and you know, I'm was always a strong girl. You push one girl and she thinks you're like pushing her too hard. Of I'm course, like, it's always something bitch like is that. a mosh pit. Calm down, you know. It's like, we're, we're supposed to push each other. What the <laughs> yeah, fuck's going on? That's and, the and point I of never this. got that. I, so many times, and I remember I was always the calm one, and I would be like, no, no, man, it's okay. And then I'd have like a girlfriend be like, what? You want to fight? And then of course, of course, like I'd be the one to have to finish the fight. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so this is how it's happening. But um, but yeah, I just got really. It's like one of those chance meetings in your life. I don't know if something happened where someone gave you a guitar in your life and mm-hmm. you know you could have said like nah I don't want to play this or you know you said I'll give it a shot and that was a life defining moment right yeah of course that was my life defining moment I was bartending wow. this guy comes into the bar is like hey you know want to try MMA I'm like what's that he's like wrestling with boxing and I say fuck it I give it a shot and I just fell in love because it was very similar to wrestling where it was so fucking hard and I didn't know why but I wanted to continue doing it so that I could get better. I don't like sucking at things. And I yeah. just knew I'm like, I don't care. Whatever it takes, I'm going to become good at this. And I stuck with it. And it's just like, it's one of those things that it's so hard to relate it to unless you've actually done it. It's And as a, and as a woman in a male-dominated sport, it's also an, another level of, of hard to explain, right? Because, yeah. you know, my whole life I've been told you know, be a lady and, and do these things that are, you know, girl, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes guys, but, uh, you know, girl things. And I've never liked anything that was a girl thing. You know, I liked fighting and and wrestling and punk music and, you know, from the way that I dress or whatever it was, it's just, you know, not ladylike. And so now, um, it makes a lot of sense that I ended up being a professional MMA fighter. It's, not ladylike. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's crazy how you like you wrestled for years and you kind of built up to a moment and then through through a low point in your life when you're bartending, you find a new opportunity in, in life. And honestly, to circle back to podcasting, this low point in my life with this the injury I'm recovering right now from C6, C7 spine surgery. Basically, they inserted a metal spacer in the base of my neck. And wow. so now I'm part robot. And <laughs> wow. uh, so I'm recovering from that. And then what happened? I'm in this lull in my career, right? Yeah. And I create this podcast and things are going pretty fucking well in the podcasting world now. Mm-hmm. So similar situation where it was like, oh no, I'm done wrestling. I have this void in my life. What am I going to do? And then when I least expect it, something amazing happens. I take a chance, right? You take a chance. High risk, high reward. Everything in my life has been high risk, high reward. Like literally that's like the motto of my fucking life. Yeah. And it always pays off. There yeah. may be some some bumps <laughs> along the bumps way. The Literal bumps you know for for, for you yes (laughs) yeah bumps and bruises and stuff uh no you know come on like i know i've heard (laughs) stories of you guys you know i can't imagine you know like vans breaking down you know tours getting canceled like i totally understand that you guys in the musical world deal with your own bumps along the way and Mm -hmm. and that's why you and me and me and dan and the whole band have always we've always just been we got along so well because there's a really it's just a very 
good connection. I don't know how you explain it, but like, yeah. They're different industries, but they're they're so paralleled as well. Like they're they are. they're similar in so many fucking ways. And me yeah. and me and Dan Kenny were always joking. It's like he's like, if I was a fighter, I would do this. And I'm like, well, if <laughs> I was a rock star, I would do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, 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 let's tell Dan. Well, first you had to wake up early. Yeah, he's and, like, and I'm the, out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm out. I know. Actually, I he's been him. waking up relatively early. I'd say this, this past six months to a year, and it always freaks me out. I'm like. What's wrong? He's like, what? I'm making breakfast. I'm like, you don't have breakfast. You have lunch. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all, I'm just secretly jealous of Dan Kenny because he could just get up and rip it. And I had to get up and like practice a little bit. He just, no, I don't know. Does people, he really? Some people just have that. Like, he doesn't have to warm up. He could just play and he, it's, he's on it. Really? And like, I, I don't have that at all. So I, did, I didn't I'm know like, that. You. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> Oh man, but you're right. There are a lot of parallels with I think with many other walks of life and careers. Anything that that involves like there's like a subconscious respect. Like you just kind of know when someone dealt with some shit. You know, like, it's, like, it's like you understand the risk. You understand like losing and 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 the sacrifice to get where where we want to be. And there's like that subconscious like yeah. thing there. You know, I, it, you know, with music and with uh, especially mixed martial arts, like trying to be a UFC fighter, right? Yeah. And trying to be like a rock star, like a super. You know, the level that you guys are at is basically being like a UFC fighter, like the top level. That's how I would explain it. Yeah. And sometimes the path that you take, you know, me versus the person who doesn't make it they're so similar and they're just off by one lucky opportunity. I took a, a chance, you know, mm. maybe you guys, you know, you went on tour, you know, and, and it, I always tell people, they always ask me the same question. What advice would you give to a new fighter or someone trying to get to your level? Don't give up. Yeah. I know it's so fucking corny, right? But like yeah. the difference between me and that person who didn't make it is that no matter what happened, my injuries, financial situation, love life, family life, yeah. deaths, you know, whatever fucking, you know, pandemics, you got to find a way to keep going. Yeah. And it's just corny. It's so corny. Like never give up. <laughs> but it's so true because um, I don't think I'm that much better of a fighter than so many people. I just think that I have the tenacity yeah. and the heart and the mindset that's like, no matter what, I'm going to be successful. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that came at an early age with that wrestling on a boys team and then getting into mixed martial arts and now into podcasting. I don't know how it got there because I didn't have a mommy and daddy to be like, all right, you're going to be a hard worker. And you're, you know, I, yeah. I didn't, you know, I definitely um, gained that along the way, hard nosed way. But um, I'm so grateful that I had that you know, in, in me somewhere. Yeah. Isn't it kind of weird when you don't have, like, like you mentioned, like, like, like the mom and dad thing. Isn't that kind of weird when you don't have that? It gives you, like, this chip on your shoulder. Yeah, and it, I talk about this all the time because I love my brother. I love you, Colton. But mm. him and I, obviously, same mom and dad situation, same upbringing, but he decided to kind of, he wants to stay in our small town and he wants to, you know, like, he's happy with that lifestyle. Yeah. And... You know, I was just like, look, this is the opposite of what I want. You know, yeah. I left our small town and I went to college and I'm just always trying to achieve more. Mm -hmm. And so it's weird because you can go either way when you, you have can. that kind of upbringing, right? It's like you lean into it or you're like, this is not what I want. And I, yeah. I consider myself super lucky. Yeah. No, you are very lucky that, that you at least found something. 
And it seems like it seems like with like with with you, like when you find something, that leads you to find some something else. Yeah, I you know. I, I always tell people it's like my life has been a big snowball. You yeah. know, like I, I don't know. Like I never, I didn't wake up one day and watch something on TV and be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be a UFC fighter. Everyone yeah. always thinks that like, oh, like, did you used to watch the UFCs and dream about being a UFC fighter? Yeah. No, nah, I kind of just, I just fell into wrestling. You know, my somebody told me girls can't wrestle and I was like, yes, I can. So then I got into wrestling. And then along the way, uh, you know, I, I was like, I want to wrestle. I want to continue wrestling. So I ended up going to college. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't like I want to. I want to be smart and get a degree. That's not what I said. I just was a meathead and was like, I want to keep wrestling. And so I went wow. to college. You yeah. know? And then somewhere along the way, I met Eugene Jackson, who was an MMA fighter, who was like, you want to try MMA? And I was like, why not? Like, it's just a, this snowball of like, I kind of fell into these things in my life. Yeah. But one thing's the same is that I always said yes. I always took a chance. I always tried it. I always gave it my best shot. Sometimes I got my ass beat, <laughs> you know, literally. Yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's always paid off no matter what. Always, always do your best. Yeah, yeah, and you know? and you know, even if I stop the podcast tomorrow or stop fighting tomorrow, whatever, right? Like these lessons that I've learned along the way are irreplaceable. Yeah. 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 Those are like some old like grandma stories that you, that you <laughs> tell, you know. For sure. For sure. And and so I'm very lucky that I have these stories to tell because to me they're whatever they're normal it's my life I have mm. you know I lived very, it very lucky that it's normal for, to us yeah it's normal very to us lucky, right like going lucky. on tour and it's like these, this is normal but then I talk to some of my other friends mm. or I have people on my podcast and yeah. I'm like oh my life is super interesting and unique and different to them mm-hmm. and I forget that we are we're, we're lucky we're very very lucky lucky and I, I look at what, what you do like man you you get to go in the middle of an arena <laughs> and it's freaking punch people like you i know i know you were you were talking about music and how music invokes a certain feeling in mm-hmm. people but you know again like my you know i'm like i'm a, i'm the usc fan you know, people don't know like i'm a, i'm i'm a casual you know <laughs> but you know that i that to relate that to music you know i prefer to show people metal that don't listen to metal because you get that like that more clear, innocent perspective. And I noticed when, I, you know, I, I'm in an arena and I see someone fight, it's like, people are stoked. Like, there's like this, like with someone, some, like, when you hit someone or do something like that, people start screaming. Like the, people start buying beer. Yeah. People, people start buying snacks. People start hugging each other or like, but they go home with that positive energy. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that goes a long way. Yeah. You know, it go it, it's it's very it's very primal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. It's primal, it's animalistic and it's, you know, from caveman time. It's what we've been doing and yeah. I'm I I love it because I do feel like people get to live vicariously through me uh when I fight, you know. It, yeah. un- unfortunately, we live in a society where it's not okay to just be like, "Hey, let's settle our dispute on the street." You know, like yeah. we, we can't do that. But yeah. um in the cage, you know, it's it's not a dispute. It's it's a sport. But um we're lucky enough to get to fight and I don't know. It, it's it's such a weird feeling because I've had people tell me like Thank you so much for what you do. I oh my god, and I'm like, I'm just fighting people in a cage. I'm not curing cancer over here, you know. But yeah. but what I do and the hard work that I put in, and you know, 
performing well uh, what, while thousands of, you know, millions of people are watching means a lot to them. And so after a while, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe I am contributing something, giving some kind of inspiration to people. Mm-hmm. Because I do question, I'm like, come on, is this what you're going to do with your life? You're just going to be locked in a cage and punch people in the face for a living. But I, I know at the end of the day, it's it's doing more than that. You know, I'm, I'm inspiring people um, maybe to get healthy or to train martial arts themselves or some women to uh, train self-defense and protect themselves. And, yeah. And, and that that I feel good about. That's what I like. I want to cool. I want to feel good about what I do. And I'm like, OK, yeah. maybe it's not just punching people in the face. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny to us. It's just like, oh, it's just, just, just doing it. And you never like fully understand you know what? What's really going on? You know, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll ever fully understand anything. You know, so why? So why question it more? You know, it's just 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 do what you do. But you know, I mean, you get a you get a pretty clear picture though. If you, if you could see look out and see people cheering, it's pr- it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you yeah. I, I mean, it's got to be the same with you and people. You know, they wish they could be on stage, fucking ripping and and mm-hmm. and just performing in front of millions of people. And I know people are so moved by your music so Mm -hmm. yeah I have a lot of respect for musicians because I know just like with fighters it's like like I said it's so similar in the sense that you can practice your whole life and dream of becoming famous and a rock star and successful Mm -hmm. and it just never happens and what's the difference between you and someone who makes it not a lot you both you both practiced your whole life. You both dreamed. You both invested. Yeah. You both toured. You both sacrificed your families. And then, like, yeah. someone makes it and someone does it. It's yeah. Crazy. I've always wondered, like, what, like, what, what's the difference, you know? Because, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, like, similar to you, you your thought process, like, you know, I'm not the best at this, but, <laughs> but like, why am I here? Yeah. I, al- I always ask myself that, you know, I'm like, I, and I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I, I just, I'm lucky. I just, I got lucky. And he's like, no, you worked really hard. You mm-hmm. never gave up. You know, you marketed yourself the right way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, but there's other people out there doing that too. So I do, yeah. I, I'll always think it's hard work, but there's, there's a little bit of luck involved too. There is. No, there's I, so I, many fucking humans on this planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> there is like a level of luck. And then that made me always think like, okay. Like, I hear about, like, the luck thing, you know, and we, I think we, we generally feel that there is luck involved, but I'm, I think, like, but there has to be an element of, like, not to sound cheesy, but creating your own luck, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, like, it's creating your own luck, but also just pure fucking, that yeah. moment just worked, and I had no idea. Uh, I, there's no amount of work that it could have created that, that luck, well, you know? Well, there's a phrase, it's, uh, it's like, um... My my wrestling coach says it all the time, and it's funny. It's like a comical phrase. He's like, uh, the harder – he's like, it's funny. The harder you work, the luckier you get, meaning it's not really fucking luck. You know, you just got to work hard. Oh, true, yeah. And I'm like – he always says it. He's like, it's crazy. The, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And it's, it is because at yeah. the end of the day, it's not luck. It's like the the more – the harder you work, you know, the more opportunities you're creating for yourself. And then, oh, you get lucky. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you set yourself up to be lucky, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny, like even like with with that, it's like okay, like you put yourself in these positions where things like that or anything that you want to do in your life happens. However, for for your situation, it's unique because you were out of the wrestling and you were working at a at a fucking bar. Yeah. And then you got the the lucky moment. Uh huh. 
and you just walk through. You so, know, it's weird. So it's strange. So many times. And I mean, there, there are these moments, right? Exactly. That, that moment is one of them, right? Well, first lucky moment that that friend of my brother's, my little brother's friend, said, yeah. girls can't wrestle. I'm lucky that he said that because that sparked a, a fuck you, yes, I can. I'll yeah. prove it. I don't know how I got that inside me. It's been there. Never, never, never leaves. Yeah. Um, but that was the first lucky moment, right? And then the next lucky moment was meeting Eugene Jackson after yeah. college and him introduced me into MMA. And yeah. then another lucky moment in my life was um, 2013. I had an opportunity to fight the first ever transgender mixed martial artist. Yeah. And a lot of people thought I was crazy to take that fight, but I was already in a tournament and this person was knocking people out and seriously injuring females. And I took it, and like I said, high risk, high reward. I won that fight, I won the belt, I won $20,000 after wow. only having two professional fights. And so that was a lucky moment because another girl could have taken that fight and then she would have been the person that beat the transgender back in 2013 and you know, and, and her yeah. name would have exploded. And from there, just more opportunities, but you know, we're setting ourselves up to become. It's like my coach said, Kenny Johnson. He's yeah. like, uh, the harder we work, the luckier we get. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and there and those moments are so subtle. They're just <laughs> subtle, like half a second or less, like yes, no answers, things, and like they will just completely change the course of your life. Yeah, and, and I think maybe that might be something that separates you from, you know everybody else I don't know yeah you know what what movie comes to mind and I love this movie I consider myself a yes woman you ever seen mm -hmm. yes man with Jim Carrey oh he's so sick he's it's like for those of you listening who don't know what the movie's premise is basically he's a very negative dude he works in a loan department and then he basically they cat he the guy casts a spell and he has to say yes to yeah. every opportunity that comes his way. Mm -hmm. And so he ends up doing all these crazy wild things like mail order bride and yoga in the park and random stuff. Mm -hmm. But along the way, he realizes like by saying yes and giving things a try, like risking high risk, you know, yeah. uh, he becomes a happier person. And wow. my whole life, I've just always been like, Meh. like I know it's so weird to say, like I'll try anything once, it sounds funny, right? Yeah. Um, but I have, I fucking have. Like I've tried a lot of things. Some things I'm like, okay, that is not for me. But um, a lot of things I tried and changed my whole life. Yeah, it's funny just just saying yes to those op opportunities. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then and then that's uh, most most importantly, it's uh, you already touched on it. Is it's also when you do that, you also know what doesn't work for you. Yeah. And you don't know what does doesn't work for you unless you say yes to like to like the like that moment okay i tried it it's not it's not my shit yeah, i'm out yeah but but then but then during that you know more who you are yeah you yeah. know we were talking about that with dating right it's like yeah. never regret somebody that you had a relationship with because mm -hmm. at the end of the day <laughs> worst case scenario at least you yeah. know what you don't want right which is a funny oh, yeah. thing to say but yeah. it's it's like that with anything it's like <laughs> no regrets right <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> like, totally no regrets <laughs> no it's funny like uh, i was yeah i had the same conversation with uh with my girlfriend and like how how i asked for her number it was a simple like yes no in my head a split second stupid yes no it's like oh I, I see her sitting down i'm done i'm done with my workout i could go left and talk to her or i could go right and just leave and go go about my day mm -hmm. and that simple yes no i said fuck it go 
And it changed the course it changed of my whole life. your life because if this, per- like, you know, you and I are mushy, mushy, and mm-hmm. we've talked, and it's like we found these people in our lives who support us through thick and thin and yeah. give us this just the opposite vibe of what we need sometimes, I feel like, you know? Totally. Like, sometimes I need a little extra encouragement, and that's what yeah. my guy does. I'm sure CC does the same thing for you, and like, yeah. boom, our whole lives are changed. Like, mm-hmm. magic happens when you have somebody in your life that truly supports you and loves you no matter what. It's great. That's totally, <laughs> it's, it's great. And to anyone that's listening and watching, like, I was pretty fucking, like, hard-headed. Like, be single, do, like, like do stuff yourself. Um, but man, being vulnerable and it's letting and having bringing someone into your life, I really did like like improve it. And I so I, I just learned learned from my lessons. Okay, ask for help with like certain stuff, and I just get like some feedback. Cause I was for for years I was single, and like it's oh you you could do all this like like yourself, and mm-hmm. I was so wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, you else. know, I think that that mindset, like with anything in life, there there are levels, right? And and yeah. each person is different. So like, there may be someone listening right now who is single and killing it in life, and they're happy, and that's great. But yeah. I think that it's important to just like like I said, my theme of my life is like, it like take chances. Yeah, take a chance. You know, you never fucking know what's gonna happen. So if you're if you're too closed off, whether it's for opportunities, uh, employment opportunities, or love, yeah. um, you never know the experiences and the ma- amazing things that can happen. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get knocked out. Yeah, you're gonna get your heart broken. Yeah. But that's fucking life. And yeah. after you get knocked out and your heart gets broken, the great things that happen feel even better. There is no no sunshine without storms and clouds, totally. you know? And you yeah. just got to ride the fucking wave. It's going to suck sometimes, but it's going to get better always. It will always get better. Always. Yeah. It's funny how, like, especially when you get older, you get that like, uh, that experience. But when you're young and something happens, it just feels like that's going to stay there, there for the rest of your life yes. I'm, I'm gonna feel this way for the rest of my life <laughs> oh yeah it's, it just feels like it's over it's funny oh god something like, my 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 aunt told me when i was in high school i'll tell you a quick fun story it's kind of intense and the li- listeners may never look at me the same <laughs> uh so i was a crazy punk rock kid wrestling in high school going to punk rock shows on the weekends you know, just living kind of like a double life, right? And I was drinking hardcore. I'm sober now, but uh, should have got sober a long time ago. This was like the first story where you're like, hmm, you probably should have got sober at 17 years old, Ashley. <laughs> but nope, chose, to, you know, uh, 32 years old. Um, but at 17 years old, I was, you know, wrestling in high school. I was being a punk rocker, going to all these parties, drinking like crazy. And I ended up stabbing a guy at a party one night. And this whole situation, um, obviously very serious, right? The guy ended up surviving and, you know, only needed like one stitch or two stitches, you know, and, you know, him and I are patched things up ever since. But that, I I thought my whole life was over. I was 17 years old. I had a scholarship to go to college. I thought I was going to go to jail. And my whole life was was crumbling around me because of this huge thing that, that I did. I ruined my life. But realistically... I had no idea that your whole life can change in, in a month, let alone a year. 
And I did my time, and I went to college, and I got my scholarship back, and here I am today. And so something that I always think about, because I do talk to the youth sometimes um, about, you know, kind of troubled youth, because that's definitely what I was. Yeah. And I let them know, like, hey, man, whatever you have going on right now, it it may be some some drug issues in your family, some abuse issues in your family. These are hard things, but life will get better. And when I tell them that story about, hey, I stabbed somebody, I went to jail, fucking went to college, <laughs> now I'm a UFC fighter, they're like, oh, shit, life can get better. You can be at the end of your fucking rope, like, thinking about the end. Yeah. And then you can change your whole life. Totally. Yeah. And with a simple decision, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I know what that's like to be young and think your whole life is over. And then a few years later, you're like, oh, shit. That was just the start of my life. <laughs> Great, rough start. <laughs> yeah, it's just rough a, start. A, rough, a rough start, but <laughs> you started and, and got, got out of it. Mm -hmm. And especially, uh, I, could, uh, I always wondered, like, like, we'll, like, we'll never know what it's like to be like a female. Like, we'll, we'll never know those emotions and, and, no, and those feelings. And we, and we, we, and we could try to do our best to understand, but we'll never know. Oh, you're so fucking lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> you, you, you don't, you're so sure. lucky to have, like, there are times, certain times of the month, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm this sad. I just am sad. And it's just like, so, I'm like, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, I wish I was a guy. I hate how emotional I am. I'm a big, I'm a big sap. I'm a bleeding heart. I wear my heart on my sleeve, which can, has definitely served me well in my life by being loving. But I'm so fucking mushy, and I feel like, those are girl emotions that you can't control, the estrogen and all that. Like, mm -hmm. oh God, it sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's not it's not aligned with being a fighter. It's so funny. Like, oh, strong yeah. woman, kill, kill, kill. And I'm like, it's that time of the month. I'm gonna cry for a week now. <laughs> yeah, how how do you balance that when you're actually in the UFC like training for a fight and then you <sighs> do you had to, to turn that shit off? Dude, I you know, everything is trial and error with this kind of a thing, right? You know, there's no handbook. It's not like, okay, boy UFC fighters get this handbook. Here's how to be a UFC fighter. And yeah. girls get, you know, it's not like that. And so, you know, whether it's dealing with your emotions, um, if you are lucky enough to have your cycle fall on fight week, <laughs> oh my God, you know, because you're already emotional during that week now deprive your whole body of nutrition and water and then the stress of knowing that you're about to fight in front of millions of people it's <sighs> a lot that's a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah so I, lot. I cry a lot you know <laughs> i cry a lot you know how do you get through it i cry i just cry a lot <laughs> yeah people don't realize like like that behind the scenes stuff like oh man you don't know like it's funny like when i watch fights i think i think about like the fighter like i've seen i've really with DKs and, and we'll watch you fight on TV. Yeah. And like, it's funny, like, I think about, huh, I, I wonder what she's going through that week. You know, how how old is she? Is she, is she going through a breakup? I think about all like, the fighters and, and, and their lives because people, because anyone could train or, or practice, but shit gets different when you're underneath, like, the lights. Yep, it does. Yeah. And how, and how are, how does that person going to balance life and then perform under any kind of, circumstances yeah and i can only imagine something as simple as silly you don't think about oh is that woman on her period and she's fighting i i, I can't imagine like the fucking subconscious <sighs> mental emotional stress there's been that shit is. so many uh stories that i've heard I, i've been very lucky i've never had to like go through a breakup right before a fight or i mean i i have had 
fights happen, but you know, yeah. like a like a breakup right before a fight. I've been lucky, but the whole gauntlet, right? You've had I know people who've had family members pass away the week of and all yeah. this stuff. The the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's a girl, a, a great fighter named Kat Zingano. She used to be in the UFC, mm-hmm. and I believe she she's in Bellator now. Uh, she, such a, a trailblazer, pioneer of the sport. A really sad thing happened. She was married, and her husband. I believe it was suicide, committed suicide, like like right before her fight or something like that, like, you know, leading up. And she still fought. And she, it was like a crazy fight. I forget exactly what happened. But I remember after she won this, uh, she like let out a scream. And there's like pictures and videos of it online. And it's like this like gut wrenching sound of like all the emotions and the the tears and the pain built up of her you know and then she just let it all out and it was like i get like misty eyed thinking about it because it's like unless you've like really been through a hard fight camp like i'll never know what she went through because i've never had a, a husband pass away and then she still fought it's just it's crazy. And then you have, like you said, those people, the casuals who, uh, not you, like the, the, the mean people, the trolls who go mm-hmm. online and they talk horribly to fighters or musicians and mm-hmm. they have no fucking idea what they were going through leading up to that performance, that mm-hmm. fight, right? Yeah. And they just rip on that person. But that person, that fighter, that musician, they had the balls, ovaries to get up yeah. and, and perform regardless and that's why it just it kills me when I see people online just trash talking, you know, public figures because yeah. because they can. And it's just like, why? 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 And it forces you, you really have no choice but to get some really thick skin. Oh. Can't yeah. read it. And like the skin, like this, <laughs> you just grow some extra layers very quick. You have you have you have no choice because you're putting these in these positions where there there is there's no uh, no line. Yeah. Because first, uh, first I thought it, it was a joke for like the longest time. Oh, people were just making comments. It's all a joke. Oh, cool. You know, I'll, I'll read them and laugh. And like, but then when shit gets serious, so oh, it doesn't stop. And then and then it'll it'll uh, continue throughout your whole career. Mm-hmm. So okay, you gotta just get get some thick skin, and then that'll actually affect you. Which uh, you might uh, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. That might affect you in your personal life. How you get like this thick skin, and then you. You kind of don't know how to handle other things in your personal life, in real life, emotionally, you know? You know, for me, unfortunately, I never, I don't think I'll ever fully develop that thick, thick skin because I'm still, I'm still really affected by the comments that I read. And sometimes I I try to protect my emotions, right? I try to protect my mindset and my mentality and Mm -hmm. not read the comments. But I I pride myself on being transparent and communicative with my fans because I fucking appreciate them and love them so much. And Mm -hmm. and like, I know sometimes how much it means to to one person just to write back and go, hey, thanks for that. And they go, whoa, Ashley Evan Smith responded. I'm like, and then I love it when they're like, this is not the real Ashley. I'm like, this is me, you know, <laughs> and they're just like so happy. And you, cool. and so it's like, I don't want to not do that because of the shitheads. 
that said some fucked up comments. And so I'm like, now mm-hmm. nobody gets to talk to me. So it's so hard for it's me. Hard. And and I don't think I'll ever have that thick skin because I just, you know, it's a trade off. It's like, do I want to have thick skin or ignore the comments and ignore the fans because, you know, I don't want to take the risk of getting my feelings hurt? Yeah. I decided no. I said I'd rather take the risk of getting my feelings hurt so that I can express my gratitude to the people that support me and make it possible for me to be a UFC fighter. Um, But yeah, so I never, I don't have that experience in my relationships because like I said, I'm just a sappy bleeding heart. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely a strength. It's good. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's it's, it's definitely a strength. When you're, when you're like, when you're going through a fight camp, you're training or even during a fight is like, and, and, and we touched on like wanting, wanting to give up. Is there ever a time even during a fight camp, like you're like, I'm done. But, but you just have to keep going? I mean, it's interesting because there's that like corny phrase like, I got no quit in me. And it's like, well, no, I definitely want to quit sometimes. But, but not quit, quit. Like I don't ever want to not be a fighter because I know that I have the skills and the opportunity. And if I just gave up fighting, like that would be – so rude and so like just a slap in the face to the opportunity that I'm given Mm -hmm. and so I've never wanted to quit but um I question I'm like you know I definitely I'm not dumb like I got my degree I could be doing something else like maybe maybe pick up a guitar fucking learn to play the guitar you know (laughs) like try and be a rock star Ashley maybe you could um and there's just these times where I'm just like, damn, like cutting weight. I'm starving myself. I'm hungry. You know, part of, it's like a yeah. necessary evil, like part wow. of, part of the sport. You know, and I'm such yeah. a food lover. Like I'm a fat girl at heart. Like I love yeah. food. I'm like, why? I, that's really the time that I'm like, you know, second guessing my career when I can't eat. I'm just like, oh, I love food. I could be <laughs> eating right now. Yeah. But um, but not 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 quit quit. You know, like I do second guess this, but. At the end of the day, I know that I'm so lucky to, to, to do what I do, and so I, I just I wouldn't give it up for the world. You're you're very fortunate. Yeah, I am. You're in the UFC. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. It's my it's my famous word. Fucking sick. Fucking sick. What a. <laughs> but what level of quit comes up? Not quit, but like, what do you give up first, physically or mentally, or? Emotionally, what I mean, when you're during a fight, because we'll if you're not in it, we'll never understand. Like what what is going on in your head? What what are you feeling? Like was do you like what gives up first? I mean, I'm I like I said, like I'm very fortunate that like in an actual fight. Yeah. Because you can tell, like, say you're watching a fight and two dudes are fighting, and like one guy's getting his ass beat, and he's like putting up a fight, but then you kind of see his body like language, like just kind of like, ugh, like he's slumped. It's just like this guy has given up, right? Or he's just like holding on for dear life. He's not even really defending a little bit. Like that guy has quit, right? Like that's what we say. Um, I've never been in that position. I Like I'd say my last fight was my worst fight, my worst performance. But I was also – I try not to – rag on myself too much about that fight, you know, because I was dealing with that spine surgery uh, situation that I was telling you about that I'm recovering from now. Um, I didn't want to talk about it leading up to the fight because I didn't want to, you know, let my opponent know like, Hey, if you just twist my neck a little bit, (laughs) I'll be out of here. Um, so in that fight I was so fucking injured and I was getting my ass beat, 
But I knew, I'm like, this bitch is going to fucking have to choke me out. Like, I'm not tapping. I'm not, you know, like, she's going to have to knock me out. She's going to have to put me away for me to quit. Like, I wasn't going to quit, you know. And I just don't have that inside of me. That's like a warrior, very primal, like, till the death type of mentality. And I I truly don't, I, I don't think you can teach that. I think it's something that you either have or you do not. And you can be the best fucking fighter skill wise, but if you don't have that, I'm willing to die mentality. Yeah, you know you're not going to be successful. I I just don't think you know if you yeah. if you go into this sport thinking it's a sport, like you're probably not going to be successful. I know that sounds weird, but if you go yeah. into it like thinking like this is life or death, it, this is make or break. Yeah, this is whether or not I eat tonight. That's when you're going to see some success, you know? That's when you're going to totally. see a great fucking fight. That's when it's going to, you know, go until the ref pulls you off type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fucking intense. <laughs> it is. I know. And it's, you know, it, it makes other things in life seem so boring sometimes. I'm like, what am I going to do when I'm not a UFC fighter? You know, like, yeah, podcasting is fucking sick, but at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, be like you, like you, like, no, you see, you're lucky because you can be old as fuck and be on stage and playing music, right? Like you can be. Hopefully. Yeah. And, Hopefully. and but, <laughs> you know, you're not going to see me with gray hair fucking punching people in the face. And so like yeah. there will come a day where I have to hang up my gloves or whatever you want to call it, retire. And I'm like, I don't think I'll ever find that natural high, that feeling, that fucking like primal, amazing feeling ever again. Maybe I'll take up skydiving. I don't fucking know. <laughs> wow. Do you sit back and and think about that? Like, okay, like I'm I'm grateful to be here, but 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 what am I going to do after this? Oh yeah, all and, the time. Like, just, like, ponder that and life and mortality. Like, do you really oh, ponder that stuff? I've been so morbid lately. Uh, not, I mean. You brought it up. So, but uh, my friend, she was the makeup artist for the UFC for 15 years. Wow. She, she passed away. Her name was Susie Fritten. She passed away this last Thursday. So, actually, a week ago. Exactly a week ago. Oh, wow. And uh, she was an amazing human. She was uh, battling breast cancer. She beat it twice. And then she got uh, re diagnosed in March 2020 with stage four. And so, this past year, it's been like a hard battle for her, but like oh. such a positive fucking bitch the whole time she's just been like okay the last conversation we had was a week before she passed away and she was telling me that I could come out to Vegas and use one of her machines so that I could get um, so my injury could heal better like what a fucking amazing person she's offering her medical supply so that I could get better you know just a good human anyway um so Susie passed and I've never been you know Knock on wood. I'm very fortunate. I've never had anybody super close to me pass away. And Susie was, you know, not my best, best friend, but pretty close. I just talked to her a week before she passed. And I was just been thinking, I'm like, damn, like all these kind of morbid thoughts about life and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, and I think at the end of the day, like I'm so lucky because if I was to die tomorrow, I know that's morbid. I've done some great things. I've made my, my impression. I, I, I helped a lot of people in my life and I inspired some people and I think that's I think that's rad, you know? Like I don't wanna die tomorrow, yeah, you we know? Don't, we, we don't wanna die tomorrow. Yeah, but. I don't, but at the same time I'm like, you know, it, it had me thinking those morbid thoughts. And then on a less morbid note, the podcast, the podcasting thing is like my transition 
out of fighting, right? Like I'm doing yeah. a couple other things besides podcasting. I've done a couple small acting roles. I'd like to get into stunt work. I'm trying to do uh, commentary, so I'm possibly commenting the uh, commentating the fights. Either That'd be sick. Yeah, I, I think right now um, I'm doing local behind backstage interviews for you know. Um, I'm trying to get into like bigger shows, but I want to start small so that I can fuck up on the local level and learn, you know, learn yeah. on the fly. And then when I get to UFC or Bellator or a larger organization, um, you know, the kinks are already worked out. So I, I'm actually actively for the last couple of years thinking about what I'm going to do post UFC career because I can't fight forever. I'm 34. I'm not going to have any kids. So I've got, I've got a pretty good window left. You know, yeah. I could fight till I'm fucking 40 if I wanted, you know, injuries permitting. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm lining things up and I'm a yes woman. If someone walked in here right now and was like, hey, we need someone to go on tour with us, you know, uh, to do this music thing. I know you're into sports and stuff, but it'll be fun. Like, I'd be like, let's fucking go on let's tour, go. you know? And then who knows? Maybe that's something that I get into. Maybe I start doing music interviews backstage or something, you know? You just got to yeah. say yes. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. No, no, you're right. <laughs> and you're in a – which might have inspired the uh, – podcasting subconsciously but i mean you're you're around our our professions are again like you're right parallel and very similar different ways so we're around so you're around fighters slash colleagues i guess you call them Mm -hmm. right yeah and and you probably you probably talked about this stuff or you probably overheard conversations like you know what are you gonna do after the ufc you could probably tell like a lot of them if not most this break is pretty dark but a pretty clueless of wait, you probably never thought about this ever. And that's a scary thing. And then when you're an outsider and you look at it, you're like, whoa. And then that makes you, unfortunately, it, it helps you kind of be like process your own shit. It's like, oh, I need to sit back and really ponder this, so this stuff. Realistically, uh, no. People, fighters, this is the sad part. You don't hear fighters talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What actually made me start thinking about it was, and this is sad, but I've seen too many fighters fight past their prime yeah. and fight not because they wanted to fight, but because they needed money and they didn't have another way to support themselves or they yeah. thought they didn't have another way. You know, mm-hmm. uh, They didn't invest their time wisely in the prime of their career to set themselves up for post-fight life. And, uh, you know, I've been in this sport for a long time now. I started when I was 23. I'm 34, so fucking a decade, right? And for this last, like, you know, 10-plus years, I've seen people, you know, fight their hearts out, bleed sweat for this sport, and at the end of the day, have no retirement plan, have no 401k, have, you know, like, what? what is this sport doing for you now? And unfortunately... Because mixed martial arts, um, you know, is a newer sport, there's not the same kind of, uh, you know, um, contingencies plans in place like football or baseball or basketball. And um, the fighters were not as taken care of, even financially, uh, in a lot of ways, as these other sports are. We're not unionized. The Alley Act in boxing is not uh, a thing in mixed martial arts that needs to be a thing we can go on a whole another hour tangent of that but um unfortunately there there's a huge um pay pay gap between what the fighters are making now and what they really should be uh, making and so it's just sad to see that some of the fighters but 
that came before me, um, you know, their bodies are beat up and, and, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't plan the right way. So morbid, like I said, but now I'm like, oh God, I don't want to be 40 something fighting for, for a paycheck and beat up and, and, you know, just that's all I have to offer. So that's why I'm doing these other little things to try and prepare myself for when I do hang it up. You need to. Yeah. You, know, you, you need you need to ponder your uh, your life, you know, and and your future. Yeah. You know, and learn and learn from my mistake, which I learned recently. Like, is which uh, you know, I've been SS one hundred percent. Like, you been fighting, you just this one thing. That's yeah. it. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna die doing this. But I found like when you step back and have like other things going on, you actually go to this side harder. It was this weird mind fuck. I was like, wow, it's cool. But then I, I went too far into like this. And it, it, this suffered. So then, okay, wait. So learning that balance. Okay, when you find that balance, you can actually go to the thing that you want to die for more. Mm-hmm. And it was a big like learning experience. Yeah. Not having all your eggs in one basket actually allows you to have your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know what's weird is that, you, that you say that is for so long. If I did an interview, I would always say. I'm a firm believer of you can be a jack uh, jack of all trades and a master of none, mm-hmm. meaning that if you do t- if you invest your time in too many things, you're yeah. not going to be a, a master in one thing because you yeah. have to really hone in, solidify, focus on one thing. Yeah. And and I did I mixed martial arts, MMA, and fighting, and I did that for a very long time. And I'm lucky that the pandemic happened, and I'm lucky that I got injured because yeah. it forced me to get out of that mindset and start trying other things. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I was gonna fucking ride it till the wheels fell off with fighting. And now I'm doing these other things, and you know, like I said, I can be very hard on myself, self-deprecating sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be good at anything besides fighting. I'm, I'm only a fighter. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of fighters think. They think yeah. that they're only. I was made to be to be a fighter. That's all I'm good at. And mm-hmm. it's not true. It's that most of these fighters have so many things to offer. Totally. But they don't uh, put their, their energy or their efforts into the other things because fighting is such a hard sport. you got to give it 110%. You have to. Yeah, it's a double, double-edged sword. It is. You know, and, and we were saying earlier, like, it's, it's weird that you could, uh, you got to do a lot of things you don't want to do. You got to grind, hustle, work to be able to do the things you want to do. And a lot of people won't do the things you don't want to do because oh but I, I don't especially when you're talking probably fighters and in my uh my world it's it's, it's musicians that oh everything has vibe and it has to feel right i'm like if if you don't grind this side this won't ever feel right you know and I, i'm pretty sure it's it's similar to you and you've probably seen it so many times you're just saying but you know fighters just don't want to grind this other things so so this could happen yeah and it you know what's what's weird with mixed martial arts and you don't see it in other sports is that since fighting is such a newer sport and underdeveloped on you know like unionizing and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and our organizations don't quite you know don't want to badmouth my organization but like doesn't quite you know take as good of care of us as let's say the NFL does their athletes, right? So you end up with these athletes who have to be like a manager and market themselves on social media. And, you know, you're almost like, what do I call it? Like, it's weird. Like you have to be this like press machine on social media where you're like, you know, 
promoting your sponsors and doing all those things. Like you don't see yeah. NFL players like, oh, better take a selfie with my protein shake today so I can get paid. It's like, you know, and not that that's so hard, you know, because I am grateful to live that lifestyle where I can take a picture with my protein and get paid for it. But like, yeah. you know, we are bleeding, sweating, putting our bodies on the line, like take care of us. Like we shouldn't be spending our time, you know, where our time should be spent training recovering, Mm -hmm. working with a mental coach, doing all these things that like we have to do so we don't fucking go crazy, so we don't lose the fight, so we don't, you know, beat our bodies up and be fucking feeble, you know, at like 40. And we don't need to be taking fucking selfies with protein shakes, you know? So if we just got paid paid a little bit better, you know, we wouldn't have to be, you know, like this uh, media marketing machine as well. And I think that's really like strange that you see in the MMA world as opposed to other sports. Yeah. Well, since you you brought it up, it was again like when you, it sits when you're you're an outsider. Only you know. Only the UFC fighters know. We we have no idea. So, like, like what is your take on fighter pay? Because because it keeps being brought up. Like we keep hearing about it. We have no idea what that even means. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to explain to people because sometimes it's hard for me to even understand. But you can compare it to boxing, right? Where these fighters, sometimes they make percentage of the pay-per-view. And it's just like, you know, I hate talking on this, even though I'm a fighter and I get paid and I, you know, think that fighters should be paid more. I hate talking about it because I know I don't sound as eloquent as other people who are very educated on, you know, the Ali Act and all that. But um, there's just, you know, the UFC, I think they pay out 11% of their total revenue to their fighters. And uh, that's just wrong, (laughs) you know, like 11% is nothing. And, you know, they're making, you know, billions of dollars and paying us 11%. And, you know, I hate talking about this stuff also because, you know, I'm not a huge, big, big draw. So like some people will rag on me for talking about it. And, you know, I'm I'm on a two fight losing streak right now, you know? And some people would say, you should be grateful that you're sure. in the UFC, you should just, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Just shut up and, you know, be lucky. And yeah. I am, but at the same time, I also, you know, I want to stand up for my fellow fighters and, and speak on what's right. And we we definitely need to be paid more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a tough thing, too, because uh, you got guys like Dana White just grinded. And then you had, like, there was, you guys were the only sport open for for the pandemic you, you had a fight during the, during the pandemic yeah so you know uh, the UFC itself you know obviously fighters can be paid more money that's that's un, not being questioned but the UFC itself like they're doing some great things I think uh, they're not mandating fighters to be vaccinated they've oh, wow. you know you know like because look the government is now you know telling people that you know if you work for the government you got to be vaccinated and you know I thought I was like, oh shit! If the UFC tells me I got, I got to get vaccinated. You know, it's just, but uh, but they're not doing that, and they also they also created a way for us to make money during the pandemic. Like you said, they had Fight Island, which was crazy. I didn't fight on Fight Island, yeah. um, but I did fight at the Apex Center in Las Vegas. No crowds, which was a fucking surreal, weird, heartbreaking situation in itself because you and I just talked about how amazing it is to have these people screaming your name and that feeling and that energy. Like, that's my favorite fucking part. Like, yeah, I like fighting, you know? But, like, it's the whole experience, you know? The walkout, listening to the song that you pick, you know that I fucking love music, you know? And it's just, like, 
my songs playing and they're just like one guy in the background you know wow. but um but yeah but you know so UFC you know there's there's pros and cons with with every job right but I can't fucking believe that they are that they did that I'm so fortunate so grateful they they allowed us to make money when no other sports were were competing and you know Dana White's a crazy motherfucker he created Fight Island and and now he's you know I'm so lucky to, like I said, this is the theme of this podcast probably been low. You're very lucky, but also work hard. But I do consider myself to be very lucky because other organizations, Bellator, One, all these other ones, they weren't putting on fights. Yeah, and they were talking shit. (laughs) And then now it's always kind of, you always need one crazy crazy person to go, go first. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't, but thankfully this hit. I mean, no one really knew what the fuck was going on. So, like, even the people that were calling him crazy, I was like, maybe he is crazy, you know? And then the people that were like, no, this is amazing. I'm like, kind of is amazing. Like, I don't don't even know. Like, we're in this world where, like, tomorrow a new study can come out about covid and then it's just like oh we didn't fucking know that crazy like we're like we're learning and and growing every day and and, Mm -hmm. you know as soon as we figure things out something fucking crazy happens like this this last year and a half has taught me like don't think that you're comfortable like always have a backup plan yeah and you know with the podcasting thing like i thought like okay this will be a backup plan but now i've got like a backup plan for my backup plan and so on and so on yeah, I learned a lot of lessons this last year and a half for sure. A lot, you know. It's kind of uh, again, you know, it, like there is an understanding. Like, okay, obviously there is the negatives that like people lost their jobs and some people really had a hard time. But there is like the opportunity aspect of it, and it's really time to heal physically, mentally, and really process and think about some shit. All right, uh, press pause and really it took time to really process a lot of stuff, and that was it was definitely life changing. Yeah, you know, but that but that was like a good thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. I, I, uh, in my in my head, I could be wrong, but you know, like in, in my in my profession, my band, like the, the pandemic in a way, kind of saved the band. You know, it was able to like kind of sit back and like press pause and like, yo, just everyone fucking chill out. Yeah, and like, uh, it's just weird. Yeah. Or uh, or how certain people react to certain situations, like. Some people, you know, will go through a breakup or get broke and react in a negative way. But me, no, it's like I, I'll get broke and react in the opposite way. I'll get better at what I'm doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll hustle more and grind more and get better at my craft. Yeah. When I'm broke or like kind of mm-hmm. lost. But, yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh, the pandemic was awesome. Yeah. Because it, it made you like as fucking okay. How it, it really separates <laughs> what you probably see in fighting all the time. Separates like that, like the people that are great and is and just don't don't succeed. Like how how do you handle certain situations lucky i'm with a bunch of guys that are just love what what they do we handled yeah. the situation great yeah. i can only imagine how you know, how, how you handled that this whole year year and a half yeah it's, it, it basically i always i was told this a long time ago by one of my coaches and he was talking about specifically uh the fight like how things a game plan can change in the fight in the moment you prepare for a fight you're like okay mm-hmm. we're gonna go in there we're gonna punch him in the face we're gonna take him down we're gonna bang and we're gonna win, yeah. and then like this person's super fucking fast. They won't let you take them down, and so it's yeah. like, do you, are you gonna be that person who like just keeps at the same game plan even though it's not working? Or are you gonna be the person who in the moment realizes like, oh shit, things aren't going the way that I thought they were gonna go. Now we gotta adapt in the moment, change the game plan. Mm-hmm. So just like in the fight, yeah. in life, fuck shit, pandemic. Ah, are we gonna keep trying to do something even though we can't, or are we gonna adapt? 
in the moment, pivot, create something new, you know, start over, reassess, like all these things, right? All these adjectives. Yeah. And and it's just the people who can adapt and change in the moment are the, the people that are successful, like you, like I, you mm-hmm. know, we're not making a million dollars, but we realize, okay, shit's bad right now. We got to figure something out. It's a sink or swim situation. And yeah. we didn't want to sink. We fucking swam our little heads up, you know, yeah. and we, it doesn't matter if you're just fucking hovering your head above water or if you're fucking fucking doing dolphins, you know, like it, yeah. it just, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a plan in your head. Like I refuse to sink. And I think, uh, you know, like I said earlier with my weird kind of lifestyle, like whether it was wrestling or fighting, you know, like it's just like I refuse to sink. I refuse to be, you know, like I, I unfortunately put on a morbid spin on it. But like I have, I have a lot of like drug abuse in my family growing up. And it was like I didn't want to be, you know, like not have that much money. I didn't want to be, you know, kind of like at that level of life. Yeah. And so, like, I think maybe that's where my sink or swim mentality, like, I always wanted to try hard to be better than what I came from. Yeah. I think that's what my, what, I think that's where it came from. I don't know, you know. I should probably see a therapist. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think a, a lot of our, our, our deep drives come from, like, when we're born, one, two, three, four, and, like, that's, like, it just kind of stays with you and it's who, it's who you are. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think what separates like the good people and bad it's like you like you know it's there but you don't let that you don't let that define you mm-hmm. and like become a victim you just yeah. like oh this is me all right oh I, I know this is what and a lot of that stuff especially when, you, when you're t- talking 30s like a lot of this stuff pops up yeah oh uh, yeah stuff that happens to you when you're like a baby like you're like oh wow I'm this way because uh, of this you, yeah. but, but you could react to it a, a, a certain way you know you have you have you have a choice yeah you know oh yeah this uh so you and i are friends and you know but i got sober two years ago a little over two years ago yeah. and when you get sober it's like all that time that you spent being intoxicated drunk like we party it it's like you have all this like free time to assess and self-reflect even if you don't want to like I really did not want to think about the shit that I have to think about now that I'm sober but it's like you realize and you have to like psychoanalyze yourself you're like oh shit this is the way I act and I had these last two years it's Mm -hmm. been like little light bulb moments of like damn I'm codependent because of this you know like you know I treat my boyfriend like this when we argue because this is what I saw when I was younger and bringing it full circle to our conversation i learned this by listening to podcasts oh wow and i love podcasting because mm-hmm. that those those moments it, you know i heard somebody's story it resonated with me i self-reflected and i became a better person like how fucking cool is that how yeah. fucking cool is podcasting? You know, I mean, it could be anything, right? Music yeah. or, you know, I highly doubt fighting is, you know, make pe- making people, you know, self-reflect. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But I, um, I think it is. But yeah, but yeah, I remember, I remember like podcasting. It's just fucking crazy. It, like really, it really like changed my life. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's free. And it's free. And I love that too. Yeah. I, I tried to do the Patreon thing mm-hmm. and um, I was going to put all my episodes on Patreon. And I remember one of the fans were like, hey like really fired up like how could you do this like so mad but i'm like but but i'm doing this for free you know but yeah. but i also understand that like that's the beauty of podcasting right like mm-hmm. it's just this free content this free medium yeah. but it's also hard for content creators cuz how are we supposed to you know keep doing it if it's free 
And, you know, that's when the sponsorships come into play and all that yeah. other stuff, which... Yeah, so to fill in, uh, very briefly, won't go too far into it, but to fill people in, you know, there's big expenses starting a podcast for us to be able to do it for free. I literally just got a two grand a month expense now. So yeah. how, how am I going to pay that? <laughs> Holy shit. Exactly. I want to, because you want to put out free stuff. Mm -hmm. You want to like, yeah. because without knowing, you know, you love podcasting. I love like podcasting. We, we, we go on our phones, we put on our favorite podcast and mm -hmm. listen. It's mm -hmm. like, it's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's like, if, if you could do that, like you want to be able to offer that. It's like, I, I want to put out a free podcast for yeah. people to listen to and enjoy and whether they're in the car or they're walking and running, they're in the gym. It's like how we consume mm -hmm. it as well. You want to be able to, to offer that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh man, I, I want to do that. And you know, maybe similar to fighting, you know, it's like, you know, I'll do that at all costs. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make, make it happen and I'm going and, and that's, and that's it. And, mm -hmm. and then you kind of figure out, oh shit, now I'm in the spot. How am I going to fucking keep going? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And then, and then you're at another evolving sing, sing or swim moment. Yeah. But, know? but, but what do you do? You got to be a fucking yes man. You got to be a yes woman. You got to, yeah. You know, there may be a situation like, oh, fuck, you know, Chris just got this $2,000 fucking studio. I don't know. High risk, high reward. Yeah. You know, like it's a lot of money, you know, but but if it pays off, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we've really wrapped my life up in this podcast. You know, I've Sick. said, you know, take opportunities, refuse mm -hmm. to fucking sink. You know, like yeah. be grateful. Acknowledge that, yeah, you work hard, but luck does come into play. It does. You know? So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just gotta be in the same room with, with with luck as well. Yeah, yeah. you know. And, and I mean, saying yes. You know, I just started saying yeah. yes recently, like like six months ago. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Like just saw with someone, you know, you get like the text or the phone call of your friend to hang out, and mm -hmm. you're like, nah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll fuck, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. And then it just snowballs and like this, this <laughs> stuff, and like, I'm starting meeting all these people just by going out and hanging out with people, like mm -hmm. you know, just just saying yes. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Life small life changing shit that was free. Mm -hmm. Go out and I met you know this person, introduced me to this person, and then like uh, just natural, real natural stuff. Yeah. Then all I had to do is to say yes to a, to a text. Yeah, and and you know also we talked about this earlier. I think I was off podcast, but like being friendly, like don't mm -hmm. be a fucking asshole. Like yeah, you know some people have like their wall up. And some yeah. people don't. And mm -hmm. if you have a wallop and that's kind of your vibe, your demeanor, like maybe you're you're that way for a reason. Maybe you've been hurt. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Totally yeah. understandable. But the interactions and the opportunities and the great things that happen when you leave your wall down and you're kind initially to people as opposed yeah. to standoffish or a little weary. Yeah. <sighs> doors open up. And, you know, I, I consider myself a really good networker for one yeah. reason. I'm just nice to people and I'm mm -hmm. kind. I try to remember people's names too, always yeah. respond back to DMs and stuff like that. Yeah. And so many little DMs that I thought, you know, oh, this is not going to turn into anything. Boom, a sponsorship. Or, hey, like, I'm just a big fan, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tickets to a, a fun show, made a friend at that show, now we're friends for life. Like, you yeah, just you crazy. just never know. You, you don't, yeah. You know, it's just uh, naturally just going about, about your life, just kind of just... Yeah, kind of creating your own luck. It's cool. Yeah. It's fun, too. Yeah. You know, you don't want to come in from a hermit. You know, it's just, you got <laughs> to. I'm gotta, so proud of you, Chris. You, you're not a hermit anymore, though. You're Thank really, you. I feel like you fucking, you've really, like, transformed during this pandemic. And for Appreciate someone who, who knew you pre-pandemic as, you know, kind of a hermity kind of guy, real quiet, yeah. you know, fucking great musician, but like the quiet one in the band. And then yeah. like, yeah, Garza started a podcast. Garza's killing it. And then you're like, you know, you're taking it. You're reaching out. Hey, Ashley, come to my... I'm like, 
you've transformed, you know, like you've really, (laughs) really made something like created something and like stepped out of your comfort zone. And that's fucking hard. I don't, how old are you? 35. Yeah. So we're fucking, we're getting old. I'm 34. (laughs) Yeah. Set is, you're right. uh, Not, not to pat ourselves in the back, but uh, you're, you're kind of set in your ways in 30. And that, that, I found that very scary. Like mm-hmm. with habits or like way of eating or drinking, so hard for you get, yeah. you get sober when you're when you're in your thirties. That's fucking tough because <laughs> you have your you have a lifetime of habits. Yeah, and the break those when you're in your thirties, I found is is very terrifying. Yeah, so be able to break your habit or like kind of live your life a certain way or like a just uh just improve certain things in, in your life. It's like wow. Like, yeah, and and now you know we talk about relationships off and on, but like you know for the people that you and I have found that we love so much, mm-hmm. I'm like okay. Yeah, you gotta want to change yourself for yourself, right? Improve yeah. for yourself. But like, when you find the right person, you're like, "Fuck, I, I don't really care about myself before, but I want to change for you because I don't want to lose this person." Yeah. And and it's like, but damn it, I'm in my 30s. I've fucking been this way my whole life. It's yeah. so hard. It's hard. But but you know, like you gotta want to do it for yourself, and mm-hmm. then but you know, if you, sometimes you find you know a person who can incentivize you to a little bit more, you know. Yeah. Because, so yeah, it's just it's crazy, uh, you know. But you gotta love life, right? We're yes. still here. It's live, still here. We're live, breathing. We have, we have food, water, coffee. Yeah. Microphone, talking Mic- to all you awesome people. Mics, <laughs> mics headphones, cameras, people <laughs> listening. and it was Very very lucky. Yeah. Well, we should end this on, on a high note. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Ashley, thank you for being the uh, first guest in the new studio. Super honored. Thank you. Pr- appreciate it. You're also the first guest that I went to. <laughs> pretty yeah. cool yeah pretty cool i i, I i'm honored to to, to to be here too yeah yeah, yeah. oh i gotta <laughs> have you on my podcast now i'll be, I'll be honored be yeah. fucking cool yeah. uh where can people find you so my podcast is called sex and violence with rebel girl rebel girl is my fight nickname and we talk yeah. about sex and violence <laughs> uh yeah we'll basically have on all these different types of guests combat sports athletes mainly mma fighters jiu-jitsu people boxers but then every once in a while we'll have on a dan kenny from suicide silence a chris garza uh yesterday we had on actor jonathan sadowski who uh he is now currently playing Devin in that like a popular netflix series called sex life cool so like we'll just you know we'll have like a um the whole spin is like uh, interviewing experts in their field about love, yeah. dating, and romance. And so uh, you can find that on all podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. We are currently working on getting on YouTube. So if you go to the Sick. YouTube channel, you may see a couple shitty clips, but stay tuned. That's <laughs> no, how, how we start. Yeah. And then if you want to check out the Instagram, I um, post awesome butt pictures. Not my butt, different butts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you want to see cool. some nice booty pics. Um, yeah. Cool. We, we have a pretty pretty rocking Instagram page. I'm very lucky. I think we're like at like over 10,000 followers on there. Great. I'm like, I wish I had as many downloads as I have followers on Instagram. That would be amazing. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that's at sex and violence with rebel girl on Instagram. And my Instagram is at Ashley MMA. Beautiful. Well, Ashley, thank you again. Yeah. And all right, everyone, that's it. Thank you. Later. Goodbye.